This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. Uh, I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm, I'm here at the back at the home office after traveling to Costa Rica and uh, here to uh, do our Christmas podcast broadcast. And uh, we have a special guest with us. Me and Rocky are here, but uh, our Regional Director from Tulsa, Frank Khalil, stopped by for a visit. So we want to pull him into this, this podcast. So welcome, Frank. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, welcome, Rocky. And uh, so we love every year, uh, we've been doing these podcasts for a few years now, we love uh, to pause at moments like this at Christmas time. Rocky and I love Christmas, and we kind of feel like, you know, without Christ, there wouldn't be Christmas, and uh, and it wouldn't be a ministry called Influencers. And so, uh, but we just love this, the holidays. So uh, we're going to talk about a few things, but before we do that, uh, Rocky, we may have talked about this before, but what are some... Uh, Things, traditions you do in your family for uh, Christmas time. What are some things you look forward to? Well, of course, right now it's uh, my uh, children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this particular year, it, the Christmas uh, Eve and Christmas Day will be for our set of family here, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, would be six of them. And of course, the you other. Have Molly and Scott yeah, and the kids. And, and, the, and the four children, yeah. Uh-huh. And so we'll have uh, Christmas Eve service. That we'll go to, and we'll go to the children's service because we've got children there, and uh, and then uh, we'll uh, come home and and we'll have a, at our house we'll have an hors d'oeuvre dinner, mm-hmm. which will be kind of a fancy hors d'oeuvres, and the next day uh, the kids will have their Christmas, and then we'll go over later on that night and and eat dinner with them, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's a, it's celebration. Um, and about every other year, we have everybody come in, and that's about 19 people. <laughs> <laughs> Big gathering, yeah. yeah. Cool. How about you, Frank? What, what are some of the things that you guys do at Christmas? Well, you know, coming from uh, South America, uh, the Khalil household tradition is lots of rice and beans. Uh, you can't, Mom, Maria can't just cook one turkey. Literally, we go through two turkeys plus a roast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there's 30 of us, oh, wow. uh, 18 grandkids and my brothers and sisters. So that's a, a really big thing for us. But for Julie and I, obviously, with Grace and Sam, um, we go to Christmas Eve service as a family. Um, we also go to the kids' service. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we have just a really special time, Brian, just because we, I was telling Rocky earlier, we do the, the three wise men Christmas at our household. So it's a really special time where, both of our kids, you know, they, they think of the, the three wise men bringing gifts. Mm. And so there are three gifts for each one of them under the tree, which makes it so simple for Julie and I mm-hmm. to really get into the real reason of the season. Right. So right. Uh, it's just a really special time. And then the last thing, which is a huge tradition, is uh, Julie puts up a tree in every room of the house. It's her favorite time of the year. Um, and some of the trees, uh, they smell bad because they're about 60, 70 years old. <laughs> but she's inherited from her great-grandparents. Okay. And she puts them up. So it's it's really neat. Neat time for us. Wow. That's fun. Yeah, well, we uh, 
We always spend, uh, we've always had a tradition. We've been married 29 years, but we always do Christmas Eve with my side of the family and then Christmas Day with her side of the family. And so we'll be going to Tulsa to, to see uh, see my family. And my sister will be in from England, which we haven't seen her and her kids in two years. So it'll be great to see them this year. So, uh, yeah, we, we love it. So uh, a lot of great memories growing up of celebrating Christmas Eve and Christmas. So uh, anyway, we, we love love this time of year, and my kids love it. Uh, my daughter Natalie is going to be in China, unfortunately, so she won't get to be home this Christmas. That's the only the only little thing that's sad about this Christmas. So, well, guys, um, I want to just I, I, I had an idea for our uh, theme today, um, and uh, this is just something that kind of hit me this Christmas season, and I, I want to get your guys' reaction to it. But uh, what you may know, one of my favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life with George Bailey, and we've talked about it, Rocky, and uh, the whole the whole idea of what if uh, George had never been born, and and you get to learn about the impact that one life can have on so many, you know, that we all have impact on people that we don't even realize, you know, and if we were taken out of the equation, the void that would be left in our lives. And I think if I think about Rocky and you and Frank, if you guys had never been born, man, well, we wouldn't have an influencer's ministry if Rocky had never been born. <laughs> and Frank, I think of all the lives you've touched and, and think about if you hadn't been here, you know, what, wow, what, how much darker the world would be. But the question I want to ask you guys is, what if Jesus had never been born? That's kind of a stark question, isn't it, to think about? What if Jesus had never been born yet? So I just would like to get your reaction as we kind of think about Christmas and think about what it really means and what would the world look like today if Jesus had never been born? Rocky, why don't you tell me how you react to that? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind would be maybe three thoughts. And the, the first is the that there would be no eternal life. Mm-hmm. There would no be no access to heaven. There'd be no hope. Uh, <laughs> and the biggest question we'll ever ask uh, in our life is what happens to me after I die? Mm-hmm. We'll always ask that question, the biggest question we'll ever ask. And, and as a Christian, I have that answered. So that wouldn't be there. Uh, the second thing is that there would be a consequence of the separation we have from holy God uh, there'd be no hope. Uh, there would be only misery from after death. But then there's the other thing, and that is, uh, what about living life if Jesus didn't come? All you have to do is go into societies or, or nations or wherever where uh, Jesus is not allowed to be preached or taught, and mm-hmm. in fact, they're persecuted. And look at the quality of life of those nations. Look at the way people treat each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some some people would say, "Well, civilization would be better without Christianity." Really, really? <laughs> Look at civilization when it doesn't have Christianity. Mm. And and so all you have to do is look at people that are desperate uh, and and live lives of of quiet and loud desperation because they don't have Jesus. Mm. Just look at the life that these people have. Well, look at the life when people have Christ in their life. Mm. Uh, so what would it be like without Jesus? It would be dismal. It would be hopeless. Mm. It'd be no hope. Mm. Frank, what comes to, to your heart when I say that those words? Well, um, obviously everything Rocky just shared is uh, very real to all of us who um, understand the powerful uh, living Word of God and what He's given us through His Son, who we celebrate. Um, but there's one main word that comes to me, and Um, It's the word miracle. Mm. There wouldn't be a miracle. Mm. Um, 
I think too often we we minimize the true meaning of miracle. Um, what happened in that manger, that baby boy who was born um, through a, a virgin teenage little girl um, without the men in the picture? That's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we minimize the truth of what a miracle is. I mean, we we may even say that, you know, um, if you get up and do the dishes after dinner for your wife, she may call that a miracle, right? Yeah. Or, or if you're back garbage. in the house or take out the garbage. But the truth is Jesus is the miracle mm. who came and how he came and how he was birthed, where he was birthed and how he lived his life. And everything about who Christ is and the fact that we have him, if you remove that, there is no miracle, which there is no hope. There's darkness for eternity. And and I can't even imagine, Brian, just thinking about what life would be like mm-hmm. without Christ. Mm-hmm. You think about just in your own life, you know, or I think about my life where I was before I knew Christ, you know, and the selfishness and just just didn't think of other people as much. You know, it was all just myself. And think about a world like that now. Yeah, yeah. Think about all the people of the world that would be basically uh, have no no uh, uh, moral uh, standing or uh, standard to live by. Mm. Uh, they would not see the things that Christianity has brought to our lives as far as living uh, conditions that change in the way we treat people, the way we think. And that that's a good example of what you're saying. Well, hmm. What would it be like? Hmm. And, and I'll add to this and what Rocky's saying, um, for the purpose of, you know, uh, the beautiful calling and, and ministry that God has placed us in, which is to be influencers for Christ's sake, mm-hmm. um, I simply think about the men that walk into or even the women that walk into a journey group for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen it. I know you've seen it. There's so many of them that they actually step into a spiritual journey where they may have lived their entire life till that moment without Christ. Yeah. And you can, I mean, we have visually Mm -hmm. observed and watched everything Rocky just described because Christ was not there. Yeah. And then you see them embrace him and begin to seek that abiding relationship with him. It changes everything. I mean, we get to see a miracle mm. in lives right before our eyes because Christ did come. Mm. You know, uh, as you know, guys, because we've seen this for many years there, that it's not just the fact that a, that a man or a woman's life has changed, but the lives around that man or woman. Mm are greatly influenced toward Christ. Uh, And so what happens is that these people become whole because they take Jesus and share this Jesus in their life with other people. Mm, That's right. You know, I read a verse this morning, and I I think this might apply, but um, it's where in Matthew 10, 37, Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. 
And, you know, that's an interesting verse, it's, you know, because, wait a minute, I thought Jesus brings us hope and peace, and yeah, he does. But I, for, this morning, for some reason, the Holy Spirit helped me connect that with, with the Word of God being the sword of the Spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Jesus is the Word, right? right? The Word made flesh. And so his Word, Jesus came to reveal the Word and the power of the Word. And then his word, it says in Hebrews, divides, you know, it divide, you know, and I, for the first time, I think I saw that his word is probably what's doing the pruning in our life, you know, cutting away things because it divides soul and spirit and all that. And I, I was drawing this connection this morning, just thinking that's why Jesus came to kind of show us the truth and the way and all that. And it's from his word. But so many people don't, they minimize the word like, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, but I don't read his word. I don't take time to read his word. And they're missing out on, he wants us to, he wants to reveal the truth into our lives. And sometimes, so I guess what I'm trying to say is being a Christian is not always easy, you know, because he, 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 he does difficult things in our life and things have to go. And we see that in journey groups, don't we? In, yeah. in a, in a nine month process, if for guys who give themselves to it, the word will cut away things that need to go, and he'll he'll convict you of things. and And I think about that versus what I see in the world. It is a dark world in a lot of ways, and and there's a there's a the prince of this world, the devil, I guess, is trying to make everything seem like nothing matters. It doesn't matter how you live your life. Let's just all everyone just leave everyone alone. Let them live how they want. But Jesus came to bring the sword of the of the word to to cut into our lives because he loves us because he wants to give us a better life. We've seen living life without him and then living life with him. It's so much better. Yeah. It's also, uh, I think, probably uh, an indication that he's given us the sword to be able to battle against the evil that comes at us. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we live in a, in a war zone. Um, we have spiritual warfare all, all around us. And I think that there are a lot of peace lovers who uh, would like to just live in whatever, where they are, not try to make any waves and and not battle with the forces that are coming at them. And that's, that's the easiest ones to be left alone mm-hmm. because they just go along. But, but Jesus said it's not blessed are the peace lovers. He said blessed are the peacemakers. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are able to help make peace within the world. And they shall inherit the kingdom of God is what he said. Mm. And so I believe that uh, the, 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 as we know, when we see men and women start to get in close proximity with Christ, they become courageous. They become spiritual warriors. Uh, they become dangerous to, to this spiritual world around them that is, is evil. Uh, their influence changes things, and he doesn't like it. But they bring peace, and that's, uh, that's the gift that God's given us through Jesus. Mm. All right. Frank, you look like you got something to share. Well, you know, there are no coincidences. In my time with Jesus the other morning, I wrote a journal entry about uh, a couple of different things, but it goes right in line with what you're asking. Uh, What is the real reason for Christmas? And if you remove Christ from it, what do we have? And, And I wrote a paragraph here that I like to share where I simply wrote this. I was created to spend time with God just as God's main desire is for relationship with me. My main purpose in life is to have an intimate relationship with Him. And we can't miss this part because it has so much to do with if we remove Christ, we have nothing. There is no life apart from Him. So when we think of Christmas, it's like, if there's no Jesus, there's no Christmas, there's no life. 
Mm-hmm. We're lifeless. Mm-hmm. We're hopeless, but we're also lifeless. There is no life. Eternal death is all we have to look forward to yeah. without Him and what He's done and why He can. Which is, again, such a beautiful representation of why Christmas is so important and why what happened over 2,000 years ago with that baby boy who came and lived the life that he lived and ultimately did the unthinkable for you and me. Um, I cannot imagine, Brian, um, life without embracing what that means and what that uh, does and has done in my own life and the life of thousands that we've seen. You reminded me of the verse where Jesus, what he says about himself. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So without Jesus, there's no way. There's no truth. There's no life. And there's no life. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty scary to think about. You know, there are two uh, two hot, sacred holidays that uh, Christians should, should be shouting joy all the time, and that is the birth of baby Jesus and the death and resurrection of the man Jesus. Yeah. And those are uh, our our most sacred holidays, our most uh, sacred recognition days. And and I think that uh, we get caught up in the busyness of uh, you know our culture that kind of fo- refocuses from the purpose of Christmas. And I think it's very important for us to uh, remember that it's not about the giving and the receiving. It's about what's been given to us and what we receive from Him. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the big deal. But the other thing is not only the, the uh, birth of Jesus and the death and resurrection of Jesus, but the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because the life of Jesus showed us the Father's heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because when we see the Son, we see the perfect representation of God, mm. and we, the Holy Spirit, and Father God, and Jesus, are one in character, and and in, in in the way they're to be viewed, because He has shown us the heart of God, and we've entered that relationship with Him. It's not just about being saved; it's about being introduced to an intimate relationship with Him that we will enjoy forever. And I'm thinking of another name of Jesus, Emmanuel. Yeah, God with us. He came to us yeah. to live with us. Before you know, so if the, Jesus had never been born, God would still be there. But no, He took it a step further, and He He came to be with us through Jesus. Yeah, and that's that's the power of it. Yeah. So let me let me ask you guys this. I, I feel like we're preaching to the choir a little bit. A lot of these people who would listen to this are love Jesus and. You know, they, they appreciate him. But I think a lot of these people are going to be around people at, at the holidays that, that don't have Christ in there. I mean, all of us have people in our families who Jesus has never been born to them because they don't they don't claim him. They don't they don't submit to him. They don't believe in him. What, what's your encouragement to those men and women around the holidays with those kind of people? Well, a few minutes ago, I said about share Jesus. Uh, I want to give you my concept of what that means to me. Okay. At one time years ago when I was involved with evangelism, you know, things, workshops and visitations and passing out tracts and all that, mm-hmm. sharing Jesus was explaining to them the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. It was verbal. And uh, and then uh, and and I think there's some of that that's required, but I think it's much more than that. 
because I have come to believe that sharing Jesus is to share the fruit of the Spirit mm. of Jesus in me. Mm-hmm. That I can I can give them a taste and a little bit of a look of what Jesus looks like by the way I interact with them. Mm. So if you're at a, a party with a non-believer, it's gonna be kind of hard to you know get out of track and <laughs> read them and share Jesus that way. Like Frank would do that. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and I've done it too, not too well though. <laughs> but I tell you what, you can love them with the way you smile, the way you greet them, the way you refresh them, mm-hmm. and without even speaking the name of Jesus, they're gonna get Jesus. You're gonna share this Jesus that's within you, and it is so inviting. And maybe it'll build a relationship that will eventually take you to the plant place where you can share the, the truth from the word about mm. what it means to know it. I like that. Frank, what do you think? You know, I think of the fruit of abiding. You know, and for all those that are listening, uh, think of the fruit of abiding that only comes through a supernatural way. You can't make it happen. And actually, if you try to make it happen, you're going to mess it up. And we've all done it. I've done it really well, I can tell you, because there's many in my family who don't know the birth of Christ. Um, So I will second to what Rocky just said is um, the fruit of abiding is that supernatural that is seen by how you live. Mm -hmm. And if words are needed, use them. And most of the time, we don't even have to say anything. Right. We can just Mm -hmm. simply love on them. And, you know, but I think there is a challenging piece there, too, that we need to think and pray through. And that is, you know, family's coming over. You know, you're going to be around those who may not think or believe what you believe. So when you have the opportunity um, to pray over the meal or to share the reason of what the season's about, um, ask the Lord to give you the the strength and the courage to push out fear, right? Because we all know, especially when it comes to family, that's usually the toughest. Mm. And to just simply be you and praise Him, Mm. worship Him, pray to Him, because that's why you're there, and let the chips fall. Um, You're not preaching. You're not shoving Jesus down anyone's throat. You're being who you are in Christ. Mm. So I think we need to be encouraging others. Just be who he's made you to be. And and don't be concerned about, am I going to offend somebody? Or am I going to, you know, just, just let the Lord take care of that. Um, but be who he's called you to be. Um, I've learned so much about that with my own family. Um, I can honestly say there are so many Christmases that I was afraid to pray. Because I thought, oh, I'm going to offend him again. Or, you know, she's going to go, oh, here we go, Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now it's just that's who I am, and I'm going to be who's God created me to be, and I'm going to trust the Lord with that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've, I've come across a lot of people, uh, even recently, who are offended uh, by religion, okay? And they, uh, they, they put Christianity in that category. And, and, and some of them have been uh, uh, misguided to understand Christianity through a religious grid. Mm. And so as a result, when you uh, bring up the name Jesus or any other thing like that, then you're auto- automatically categorized. 
And so when you uh, instead begin to allow the, the spirit of the relationship with you to flow through you and with grace and mercy and kindness in your words, uh, it disarms them because the truth is this. Listen, the truth is this. Every human being that walks on this earth has a need for Jesus. Mm-hmm. They need to have a restored relationship with their creator. That's a God factor in every human being. It's empty and it's masked. It's hidden by success, by world the world's ways that can achieve some kind of, don't have to think about it right now. But the fact is there's this hole in their heart. And once they hear something that has to do with a relationship rather than a religion, when they start seeing that in you, then it disarms them. Mm. And you have to you have to trust that. This is how we share Jesus Amen. is by loving them like Jesus does. Yeah, I was thinking about Jesus and I was thinking about how he dealt with the woman that was caught in adultery that they wanted to have her stoned, you know, and he just kind of shook his head and said, Okay, anyone who doesn't have sin, you throw the first stone, you know, and then or the woman that was a known prostitute putting oil on his feet, you know, and they were sneering at him, you know, at the table. And, you know, he just, he was in Zacchaeus and Nicodemus and the way he encountered, even on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. You know, he was always loving people right where they were. You know, he wasn't condemning. He was never condemning. He might say, go sin no more, you know, but he might, but he was, he was always loving, always. I was thinking real quick, Rocky, about our flight to Costa Rica and, uh, you and I were sitting there, and there was newlyweds behind us, and they uh, were getting free bottles of alcohol uh, because they was uh, they were on their honeymoon. And then the lady next to them was getting free alcohol, and they got louder and louder and louder as the I mean because they they were having quite a few. And Rocky and I were trying to sleep, and uh, and it, it was driving us crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was like driving us crazy. And I kept kind of looking back, and you know, we're trying to get the message that hey, you're being a little loud, but we didn't say anything. And uh, I thought Rocky was going to say something, but what well, Rocky, you know, generally says something, right? Well, I was going to, I was going to say you used great restraint, and and at the very end, you ended up engaging with them when we got there, and just said, "Hey, what's going on with you all?" You know, and uh, oh, it's your honeymoon, congratulations, and you were you were just really loving to them, and. Uh, and I, I was impressed with that. I thought, man, that was it, you know, and because because I know you wanted to like strangle them because they were being so obnoxious. <laughs> if but, there's anything uh, I've learned lately in my <laughs> older age is that I've said many things that I've regretted, but I've never regretted something I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was that was an example of me of loving when it's hard to love, you know, because they were they were hard to love because they were they were being obnoxious. But uh, yeah. We have a lot of opportunities to love and serve with our families and all that, and uh, and just show them the way. So I agree with you yeah. guys. I think yeah. uh, I think we can all do that. It might we might need the Holy Spirit's help, like you said, Frank. It might, some people, if we need the supernatural help with some of that, so uh, be, <laughs> you all be in prayer. Well, as we kind of wrap up today, I asked Rocky if he would uh, let's read the Christmas story, which is found in in Luke two, and and let's all. Let's all praise God that that Jesus was born and that we do have a Savior and that we do have the Holy Spirit and we do have a hope and we do have love that comes from Him. So, Rocky, would you read that to us? In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quinerus was governor of Syria. 
and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with his, uh, with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, mm. as it had been told them. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rocky and Frank, and uh, we just want to say Merry Christmas to all you influencers out there. Thank you for uh, for being Christ bearers and uh, sharing Christ by the way you live your lives as you abide in Christ. Well, this is the Influencers Network podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Craig. going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. And we want you to listen to the words to this song by Casting Crowns, a beautiful rendition of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. God bless you all.
Oh, no.